You are now listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic Unleashed. That's right, you are now listening to the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, what's going on? It's the, like, like the second week of June 2021, and we here, I'm here, you're here, the pandemic's still here, or is it? Is it? it I, hey, I live in Texas, y'all know that, and it's not, it's just not, everybody's walking around, no mask, all businesses is wide open, and I have something else to say about the state being wide open, but um, we're going to get to that a little bit later, it pertains to the subject at hand. But before I get started, I always want to know, how you doing? How are you doing? I hope you're doing okay. I hope you are reaping the benefits of the pandemic subsiding. And, you know, we got a couple of weeks, you know, after Memorial Day. I haven't seen any real uptick, so we might be in the clear. You know, some of the so-called experts thought that there might be an uptick in... um, and, uh, you know, coronavirus infection, but uh, hopefully that's not the case. And we may have truly turned a corner, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm not going to say exactly what I was doing for Memorial Day weekend, but I'm just going to say I was not indoors. I was not, uh, excuse me, I was not outdoors and I was around a lot of people and I didn't wear no mask. So I ain't scared. I ain't scared. If it's my time, it is my time. I hope it's not my time. I'm not trying to go for another 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm trying to live to at least 2071. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's what's really happening. <coughs> Excuse me. So, oh, I should have drank some water before I started. Hold on. I'm going to get some, I'm going to get some water. But I'm going to just still keep talking. I got my water bottle right here. Hold on one second. I recommend everybody hydrate, hydrate, not coffee, not tea, not soda. I'm from the North, so we say soda, not pop, as they say down here in the South, not juice, water, water, period. Now, I know they got all kinds of water. They got bottled water. Some of it is good. Some of it is trash. They got sink water. You know, they got water filters. Get some water in your body on a daily basis, regularly. Take sips. Take sips. I know some people need to be entertained by their beverages. They need fancy cups or they need fancy flavors or they need, you know, eight straws. All I'm saying, hydrate water, agua, yo, senorita, senor, get your water, water, hydrate. Anyway, so, um, you know, what's going on all around the world? You know, sometimes I address serious issues. Um, it just depends on how I'm feeling. You know, I thought I was going to drop another update today, but I decided to do today's episode on lotteries. I played a lottery and, um, the lottery is an interesting thing, right? Gambling is an interesting thing, but I'm not going to cover a whole gambling because there's, there's a lot to it. You know, you got everything from on your corner, you know, hit 
blowing them dice at that C low, you know, at that ace, you know what I'm saying? But all the way up to, you know, the stock market. Some people consider that legalized gambling and everything in between, you know, casinos. And of course, the topic of the day, lotteries. Now, I always try to do, well, I don't try, I do research before I do an episode just so I can have um, latest information and um, just to supplement my knowledge base as I present it to you, because of course, this is the Mike's Opinion Podcast, and my podcast is a reflection of me. This is just truly my opinion, and um, you know, I started it in an effort just to contribute positively to planet Earth and everybody on it, really. That's, that's really, by the way, um, before I even get even further more, please support the show. Uh, I would really appreciate that in monetary fashion if you can. If not, uh, you know, a, a, a like, a share, a comment, a follow, a subscription, subscribe. That It, it really helps. As you know, uh, I'm just over a year in now and I have yet to re-add. Um, been approached a few times now and I, I've, I've, I'm not, I don't want to re-add. I, I just don't want to re-add. Everything in their mama got a, got, a, got a brand or a commercial on it. I may though, this last, this last offering was, I, you know, I had to look twice. It was like, hmm, hmm, because, yeah, I need the money, but I would like to do a value for value situation. And what that means is if you find value in the show, provide value back to the show. And like I said, in the form of money, I need, as you know, I struggle with the audio because I'm not a professional audio person. I've done research. I've learned. Hopefully, it sounds better. Um, but I got still got a long way to go. But I could definitely benefit uh, from new equipment. I'd like to do some marketing. I'd like to get the show out there. Um, and I'm also, you know, I'm not opposed to in kind. If you've got great audio equipment laying around that you no longer use, send it to me. Uh, message me at um, Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com and I'll shoot you the address. That's Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com that'd be really you know greatly appreciated also if you're in a marketing firm you know how to get this show out there um that would be great um as well so support the show please that'd be greatly appreciated so i went down the rabbit hole when i started looking at lotteries uh what prompted this particular subject in my head was a couple of um Articles that I came across, and uh, I also had an interaction with somebody today, and we were we got for some reason we, we started talking about the lotteries, and you know the question was posed to me, and I had the same question because I couldn't answer the question was where do these millions and billions of dollars go, particularly here in the state of Texas, and uh, I'm going to zoom out and go nationwide. Uh, but I'm going to start out with just a couple of um, a couple of, of tidbits. I, like I said, I did. I, I had to stop the research I was doing because I started going into school systems and, you know, where the money's going. And I dug into Texas's school system because I'm here in Texas. And I started asking, you know, the world's largest search engine. I started asking them, you know, the, the search engine questions. And, I'm, and it just kept going deeper. And deeper, and it's funny how buried that this financial information is. 
Like you've really got to look and still you don't get a clear answer. So I found myself basically doing an audit and I had to stop because I'm like, I'm not auditing the Texas education system's budget. I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. So, um, I went to several different, um, websites to get this information and you know, the, the planned title of this episode is States Hustle Lotteries, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's what I'm going to try to deliver. Or that's not what I'm going to try. I always say try. I'm going to deliver here today to the best of my ability in the short amount of time that I impose upon myself. I try not to take more than an hour a day. Cause frankly, there's two billion, or not two million, two million podcasts out there. There's books. You got life to lead. Like, yo, listen, we do too much, don't we? Like earth. We need to shut down Earth for like a month, then work for a month, then shut it down for another month. Earth, what were we born to just do this working, grinding, hustling, chasing? I, yeah. I've mentioned this in other episodes. Feel free to look back in the archive. And, uh, yeah, especially, um, uh, the episode entitled Fuck Your Work. I'm not lazy. Yeah. You might want to check that one out when it comes to my, uh, my sentiments on work. Anyway, so I started digging, right? And I started, I wanted to start with some, with some fun facts. Okay. You are more likely to die from an asteroid strike than win the lottery. Okay. The odds are one in over 74 million. You are more likely to become a movie star. Than to win the lottery. You are more likely. Likely. To get struck. By lightning. Than to win the lottery. There's a one in a million chance. That you can get struck by lightning. Okay. This one I found interesting. You are more likely. To bowl. A 300 game. A perfect bowling game. Than to win the lottery. Of course, the point I'm making is the odds are stacked against us. All of us that played the lottery, have played the lottery, or plan to play the lottery, it's all stacked against us. So what makes us play? Huh? <laughs> i tell you what makes me. I can't speak for anybody else but me. What makes me play are twofold. One, I have one. Thousands of dollars in one shot playing the lottery. So much that I had to go down to the office, get a check. Has not happened often. Has not happened often. Nevertheless, it has happened. But the main reason for me is that possibility of instant riches. Now, I would like to say I don't play with the expectation of getting rich. And maybe expectation is too strong a word. I don't expect it. But I'd like to. I try to um, offer some systematic processes to it. One of the things I do is I play the same numbers. So, in the event those numbers come out, 
you know. And I think a lot of people do the same thing, right? Um, 52% of winners who won $1 million or more, they left their job. And these statistics basically go back to about 1994. Any of the statistics um, that I've, uh, that I mentioned. And let's see, um, by 2014, state lotteries had created 3,700 millionaires. So nearly 4,000 people had become millionaires. And that's almost what that was that eight years, not uh, seven, eight years ago. It's 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And 85% of winners choose to remain anonymous. Now, that makes me want to ask you a question. If you hit the lottery for some significant amount of funds, for a significant amount of funds, millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars, would you keep it on the low? Would you keep it on the hush? I know I would. I ain't telling nobody on, you know, my circle. My circle. I'm not going to be on TV with the giant checks and cheese. Nope. Matter of fact, I probably wouldn't even claim it in my name. I'd make it a trust. Call it Billy Bonkers Bing Bong Trust. And people would be like, what? You know? Um, hey, listen. Don't go looking for that trust because it don't exist. Because I haven't hit yet. And I'm probably going to name it something else. Yeah. So the odds of winning, I mentioned the odds being stacked against us. Just, I'll just give you the, 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 the stats on one of the games, one of the, the national games, Powerball, uh, Mega Million and Powerball are, I think, two of the, the national games here in the United States and adopted by most states. Your odds of hitting the Powerball are one in approximately 262 million. One and 262 million. It's not very good odds. Not very good odds. Like I said, your chance of getting struck by lightning is one in a million. So, yeah, the odds are dumb, dumb, ridiculous. Right? So, when doing this research, um, because I live in Texas, I really zoomed in on Texas. So out of that whole lottery money pie, right? They give about two thirds of that back to the players in forms of prizes. Supposedly. Supposedly. Right? Yeah. So why can't they make it 80%? They say they give a little portion to veterans and some to education, which I'm getting to the education portion in just a minute. But, you know, don't nobody really know who's playing how much. They could fudge these numbers and get away with it quite easily. And there are some lottery watchdogs, one in particular here in Texas, that um, that suspects they may be doing just that. You know, there's no real audit accountability like how could you really track that the layman i mean like how could i find out i can only go by the numbers they tell me if i contact the lottery commission 
I don't have no way. I can't go around this state and see how many people played on a daily basis or a weekly, monthly, yearly basis. So, mm, I could speculate all day, but the fact is, they may be running a completely 100% honest operation. However, it's been my experience when millions, tens of millions, hundreds of millions, billions of dollars are involved. It's always some drama. It's always shit. It's always baggage. It's always something. When you start talking about that money, because money and humans, well, you know. Right? But check this out. Even though the odds are that stacked against you, there have been people that have hit the jackpot on more than one occasion, right? Like there was a family um, that won three separate jackpots. Jackpots. Not the small prize, not a little bit. They won the jackpot three times. So go figure. I've heard money stories, especially on these, some of these watchdog websites that you know, when you get a, a, a quick pick, and for those that don't know, a quick pick is when you let the computer pick randomly generated numbers that they'll say, they'll walk into a store and say, hey, give me five quick picks. On that quick pick slip, they've got the same number repeated two or three times. Now, I know I digress a lot, and what I'm about to say is a, is a bit of a digression, but it all is tied in, as you know. For me, once voting became computerized for me it was a wrap for me it was whatever camp has the best hackers whatever party has the the best computer manipulators whatever political party has employed secretly People that can manipulate these computer systems. And if you don't know, the best hackers, you never knew they were there. Unless, of course, you're missing money. But imagine for a second in our voting democracy that voting machines can be manipulated undetected and nobody would know. There's no money missing. Fortunately, now there are new ways to supposedly verify your vote, to validate that your vote is what you cast. But it hasn't always been like that, right? So, in my opinion, it's the same thing with these lottery machines, okay? Hypothetically speaking, okay? Not accusing anyone of anything. I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, in speculative fashion, I say, could it be possible that the numbers that are drawn can be manipulated? You ever heard of loaded dice? If you don't know what those are, those are dice that can be trained to roll specific numbers. And people have been known to use them. Casinos have been caught using them. So now you've got much more sophisticated technologies, right? 
These things, I believe, can be manipulated. For instance, if they wanted to build up a big jackpot, and, you know, like there's so many draws where nobody hits, and then it becomes a giant jackpot worth hundreds of millions or even billions of dollars. And why would they want to do that? They do that because more people will spend more money the bigger the jackpot gets, which always amazed me. Like when the jackpot is two million, like, nah, I'm not going to play today. It's two million, two million dollars. Right, it ain't nothing. They have to wait till it gets to a hundred million dollars, you know, or three hundred million dollars. So, um, I, I just wonder to myself how much of this is being manipulated. And for that reason, I keep every ticket I buy, win or lose. So I have a box full of losing tickets that didn't hit nothing, right? If it's ever found out and there's a lawsuit, I'm not joining the, ca- the, the class action. No, 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 no. I will be getting an attorney. And shout out to any attorneys that may be listening to this that do that represent this field of, um, of litigation. Put my name on the list of people to contact immediately. If it is ever found out that there's a whistleblower in the lottery and they come out with proof that the lottery is a scam and that they can prove it, that it's been manipulated, then I want a solo lawsuit and I want it expeditiously and quick before everybody piles on. So make that a note to self. But the biggest jackpot, in case you were wondering, was one and a half billion. Actually, it was over that. It was over one and a half billion dollars. Did you, did you, did you hear what I just said? Yeah. Over 1.6 billion dollars. Okay. I believe that was in 2016. Yeah. When you're talking that kind of money, that's not even like legacy money. That's like you and your entire bloodline that's living and will live should, and I highlight, should not want for money for generations. Yes. And why do I say should? Because there's been reality shows. There have been news stories. Of people who have squandered huge lottery jackpots. Yes. Because I do play. And I consider myself an intelligent human being. I've already done a preliminary if I hit the lottery budget. Yes. And a substantial portion of that will be employed. Yes. I'm going to put that money to work. And you know what its job is? To make more money. More money. More money. More money. Yes. Because I am i don't need a gold-plated Bentley. You know what I'm saying? I don't need a gold toothbrush. I don't need platinum teeth. I don't need none of that. Now, I would like to dream the dream, right? 
I'm old, I'm an older dude, right? So I remember Elmer J. Fudd. And Elmer J. Fudd, uh, Looney Tunes character, he used to say, I'm Elmer J. Fudd, I own a mansion and a yacht. And that's what I would like to say. I am Mike of the Mike's Opinion Podcast, and I own a mansion and a yacht. Yes. And maybe a private jet. You know what I'm saying? So I can go to the, to the clear port, as Jay-Z used to call it. Um, so I, I'm fascinated about gambling, right? I know um, the world-famous Michael Jordan, retired NBA basketball player. If you don't know, I don't know how you couldn't know. But um, he's a notorious gambler. So is Charles Barkley, is another retired NBA basketball player. And if you are a person that doesn't have good control of yourself, gambling can get you in trouble. The gambling they have, just like alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous, or uh, I think, yeah, Alcoholics Anonymous, um, they have Gamblers Anonymous, you know? And I've seen this posted on different lottery websites, and uh, I came across it as I was doing research for this episode, you know? So, um, fortunately, I've never been one of those people. I don't, you know, play with anything other than disposable income, but, you know, I'm, I invest as well. For the long term, short term, and midterm. So, um, which is, is, is really gambling, right? So the stock market, some people, is still a long term gamble, right? You got the blue chips. Of course, the more risky stuff, the crypto stuff out now. But a lot of people say it's not gambling because you, you know, long term, you got your 401k tied to it. You got these stock markets that you can put. Hypothetically, just for the sake of example, 100 bucks in, you leave it sit there for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, and it'll blossom along with the stock if you got in on something on, on a relatively, at a good time to get in on that particular stock. Diversify your portfolio. But there are also a lot of people that are day traders, which is just straight up gambling. I don't care how much education you put into it. And once again, I talked about electronic manipulation. I believe those things are manipulated too by sophisticated algorithms and AI. And if you don't know what AI is, that's artificial intelligence. And I think I would love to listen closely to anyone. And I'm not trying to get caught up in insider trading or nothing like that. But if you are a successful investor listening to me right now, put me down. Can I... If you know the algorithm hookup, I, hey, got a little money. I'm just a little bit. I like to turn it into a lot, just like anybody else. So the value for value model I was talking about, if you can do that, I would not. You don't have to like, subscribe, share, comment. You don't have to contribute to me by PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, none of that. Just show me how to make this money. If you... I can't say mastered the stock market because I don't know that anybody has. Some people have been wildly successful, but I don't know that anybody has mastered it unless AI and these algorithms are foolproof and they got it on lock and you know it. Please share with me. Please reach out to me on any of the social media. I'm out there. The Mike's Opinion Podcast is out there. or. Message me directly at Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. Allow me to spell that for you. 
Uh, it's M-I-K-E-S-O-P-I-N-I-O-N-S-H-O-W dot C-O-M. Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. I'd greatly appreciate that. So, um, the lottery here in Texas, right? Well, you know what? Before, before I go on to that, let me, uh, let me share some other things that I, that I highlighted about the Texas lottery. And I'm going to go just briefly, um, in, in chronological order. And like I said, I didn't even know how that much time has passed. So, um, so in chronological order, uh, I'll, I'll go through the stuff that I have highlighted. The very first modern day lottery, uh, started with, is 1964. 1964. And that was, um, in New Hampshire. It was called the New Hampshire Sweepstakes. And it's now known as the New Hampshire Lottery. Back in 64. Yeah. In 1975, New Jersey introduced the first computerized numbers game in the United States. Um, in 76, Gaming, the, uh, Gaming Dimensions Incorporated was founded in Providence, Rhode Island and renamed GTEC Corp when the company went public in 1983. And I'm going to stop right there for a moment. GTEC is involved in lawsuit in Texas and maybe other places. Uh, like I just mentioned, 76, GTEC was small. Started out in Providence, Rhode Island. Sure did. And it was acquired in 2006. Exactly. What's that? 30 years later? Yeah. 30 years later. For $4.5 billion. Did you hear what I just said? Okay. GTEC Corp was acquired by Lotto Matica of Italy for $4.5 billion, who subsequently changed its name from Lotto Matica to GTEC. Now, without diving too deep, because I did, but I decided I was going too far off the beaten path. I didn't want this to be a an episode assessment of GTEC. But let me just say, yo, they deep, y'all. Deep pockets, large money. How much money, you ask? I'm glad you asked. GTEC moved into its corporate headquarters from its campus in West Greenwich, Rhode Island to an $80 million 10-story building in downtown Providence, Rhode Island. They operate on all continents except Antarctica and currently employ, and this actually might be as current, they may employ more. They employ over 8,500 individuals worldwide in 52 countries. Huh? They have customers in 114 countries and have billions and billions and billions of dollars and revenues each year. So, a company that's all over the world that basically deals 
and selling dreams for cash. Would you say that's a powerful company? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want to do some digging, I, I, I would, uh, I would tell you to get uh, like a snack and the beverage of your choice and be prepared to be amazed. Very interesting information out there about the G Tech Corporation. I will leave it at that for now. Okay. So, um, moving on, uh, Massachusetts and New York in 1978 launched the first lotto games, but they were offline games. Okay. And I could go year by year. Something substantial happened in the lottery game, in the lottery, in the lottery, um, uh, business literally every year. This is a really, um, great compilation of, of information. So, uh, in 85, 1985, Tri-State Megabucks is the first multi-state lottery in the United States. And Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont got in on that. So, it stopped being individual state, states per se, and then moved on to, to, you know, multi-state lottery. Which brings me to 1987, when the MSLA was formed. Yo, Mike, what's the MSLA? I'm glad you asked. It's the Multi-State Lottery Association. Only formed with six initial members, but now pretty much everybody is in it. Okay? And their first game was called Lotto America, which was introduced in 88, and that game was replaced with what is now known today with Powerball. It's called Powerball. Heard of it? Yep. They started that in 1992. In 1987, also, the Vermont Lottery is the first to introduce instant tickets with barcode. So they started tacking it up, tacking it up, right? So before I go on with this chronological tidbit of information, tidbits of information, I would like to tell you that after I've acquired all this information, some of it I knew, well, most of it I knew, a lot of it I didn't know the specifics of. I still would urge you, excuse me, urge is not the right word. I would suggest that you spend the lottery based, I mean, uh, play the lottery. I would, I would suggest you play the lottery, even if it's a dollar a month, you know, something very disposable in terms of what you have allotted in your budget. Something that you won't miss. We all have habits and vices that we accommodate, whether it be fast food or your coffee house or your streaming service or what, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you know, don't get that extra bag of chips. Go get your scratch off or, or play one of the printed uh, print tickets. And I only say that because when you hold this ticket in your hand, for me, I know no matter how slight that there is a possibility that I can get more money than I paid for that slip of paper. And in certain instances, a substantial amount more. So why not? Life is a gamble, which is what I was getting to early. Life is a gamble. Getting up is a gamble. 
out of your bed. You can slip and fall. I used to watch this um, show. I like documentaries, basically, for entertainment. But this one was not an exact documentary. It was called A Thousand and One Ways to Die. And they would give these little snippets. Uh, not even snippets, but very small short stories. Like in an hour's time, they tell you like 40 different ways. People and they were based this based on police reports on or, or, or more coroner reports, hospital reports, how people died, and from slipping and falling out of bed and hitting your head to swallowing something in your sleep, and without getting macabre, you know there are your chances substantially go up if you enter a vehicle in any metropolitan area. And it doesn't really even have to be in a metropolitan area. It could be a country road. The point I'm making is life on earth is a gamble. At any given time, on any given day, any of us, life could be ended. For a myriad of reasons. Laying in your house doing nothing wrong. Gone. Plane comes and crashes into your house. Okay, like I said, I'm not trying not to be macabre. I'm not trying to talk about our mortality here. My point is gambling. Okay? Because I hear people, some people that are not advocates of gambling and that are anti-gambling and, you know, don't gamble, you know? And, of course, there's a religious aspect. All right? Gambling is supposedly a sin in some religions. So, um, this is why I suggest you do it, but don't do it with nothing that you can't afford to lose because you just never know on that note support the show please if you start playing the lottery or begin again to play the lottery as a result of listening to this episode of the Mike's Opinion Podcast I would ask share the winnings huh it's only nice. Tip your waiter. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? So if you say, hey, yo, Mike, where I send this box of 50 G's? You know, I want $500,000. I want to give you 10%. Write to via email, Mike's Opinion Show at gmail.com. I'll gladly tell you where to send it. Yes. Wouldn't that be something? Would that be a story? I could write one of the news outlets. And you can remain anonymous. I don't even have to tell them who you are unless you want the publicity. But, uh, you know, podcaster gets shoebox with $50,000 cash. Then, of course, I'd have to report it, which that would suck, right? <laughs> because, because you know, in Texas, I don't know about other states, but here in Texas, and I've played in other states that I've lived or visited, but, but in Texas, if you hit under a certain amount, you don't have to claim it, right? So let's say you go to the casino, which is completely different and also the same as lotteries. There are similarities and 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 uh, disparities between the two. But you know, you can hit, you walk out of there with cash. Nobody's the wiser. Now, if you hit big enough, you got to fill out a tax form. They want your social security number and all that. You know, I remember hearing a uh, a story. You know, when it comes to government control over how money moves, um, Snoop Dogg, the world famous rapper and product pitcher, you know, actor, all those things that, that Snoop Dogg is. Shout out to Snoop. Bow wow wow. Yibby yo yibby yo. Um 
but he was coming from some foreign place. I can't remember. He had like $140,000 in cash. Not only did they stop him, they confiscated the cash. Try walking through the airport with more than $9,999 in your pocket. See what happens. They're going to stop you. They're going to ask you where the fuck you got this money from. Are we really free? Are we really free? Anyway, moving on. I remember growing up, as you all know, I'm from New York. Even though I live in Texas now. Born and raised in New York, specifically Harlem in the Bronx. And there used to be this thing called the numbers. And the numbers were, dare I say, illegal. They were based on um, the horse races. And I remember there was twice a day the numbers would come out. You know, and you can find out. It's so awesome. The networks that exist in the, in the hood, right? Because I'm from the projects, right? I was born in Ray. I, I grew up in the projects. So, in these impoverished areas, how the politically correct like to say it. These poverty-stricken areas. But man, there's some smart people there. There's some good people there. I know for a fact. But how these networks, how you can go in the store, or you go, yo, what the number was? Like everybody in the, everybody in the whole neighborhood knew what the number was. You, and you didn't really have to question it. Nobody's going to tell you the wrong number because that's playing with people's money. So he's like, yo, what's the number? You know what the number is today? You know, and typically it was three, three numbers. I remember reading the uh, autobiography of Malcolm X and he used to be a number runner. He used to be heavy in the numbers game before, um, before he became Malcolm X, you know, so the numbers, the lotteries, everybody wants a chance to win. Now, also in that book, um, the autobiography of Malcolm X, he goes on to tell his opinion on how he thinks it's a fool's game. And, you know, you just better, your money could be better spent. And while I agree with him, I will still take a small portion and give it a shot and see what's going to happen, whether it be a scratch off or a print off ticket. So, um, in Texas right now, you know, I check out these lottery watchdog websites. And in Texas right now, like I said, it's the second week of June 2021. Right. The governor pulled out all the stops when it comes to the pandemic. There's no pandemic here in Texas. Now, if you get sick and get hospitalized, you go to the hospital. Or, unfortunately, I mean, some people perish. But everything is wide open. Right. They reopened all businesses. Everything is wide open. Suspiciously. And to me, it is suspicious. They didn't reopen the claim centers for the Texas lottery. Used to be able to just walk in, no appointment required, to claim your money. Because you can go claim any amount there. Right? And they have Texas, uh, they have these lottery offices in every major city, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, I think Lubbock. Anyway, so you could just walk in and say, hey, I got this ticket for a million dollars. I need you to cash it. No appointments. You have to call first. None of that. Now, because of the pandemic, 
they said they were short staffed. They, they, they close it. And then when they reopen, they said it was a point by appointment only. Now I've had the good fortune of having a ticket that required me to visit the Texas lottery claim office. You have to go down there. No, the retailers cannot cash your ticket if it's $600 or more. So my ticket was $600 or more. I called. You had to fill out the form and then you call and make an appointment, which I did. The appointment was 53 days later. 53 days. And I thought to myself, I, I asked the young woman, I said, excuse me? I was like, and I said, are you that busy? And she says, that's just, just the first appointment. She never elaborated. But would there be a reason for someone to drag their feet to pay you? Hmm. I wonder. Anyway, I just thought that was, um, <laughs> that was very, very interesting. I wanted to make a brief comparison also to the history, not the history, but the comparison between um, state lotteries and casinos. Of course, like I said, they're very much the same in a sense that you can spend a short amount of time and be, you know, literally instantly rewarded, right? You get a scratch-off ticket at your local convenience store, scratch it, boom. And if it's under $600, give them the ticket, they'll give you the money back. Same thing within a casino, right? You can go play one of the tables or one of the slot machines and boom, instant money. But they're not the same in many different ways as well. For one, you can't get drunk at many of these lottery locations. Public inebriation is discouraged. So... You can't really be sipping on a drink and go get some food and all that, you know, a nice sit-down dinner at your convenience store. Even though a lot of these convenience stores get kind of elaborate. Nevertheless, at a casino, they encourage you to drink. You know why? The more you drink, the more you will most likely part with your money or take more riskier bets. I don't want to run too long with this episode, so um, I'm going to finish my little chronological thing, and then I'm going to dive into the main thing I wanted to mention. Well, not the main thing, but one of the, the more interesting things that was interesting to me, and I'll get back to that uh, in just a second. I think, where was I at? Um, I was in 1987, I think. Yep, yep, yep. So 1991, the Virginia Lottery begins the first large-scale installation of instant ticket vending machines. So Virginia's like, yo, this joint is popping. We're putting these instant machines all over the state. Right? Huh? Yeah. 1992, the Texas Lottery launches with the industry's first satellite communications network for retail lottery terminals. Provided by who? G-Tech company I discussed earlier. Yeah. So just satellites, y'all. You know what I'm saying? A satellite network to let the lottery terminals talk to each other. So if that's not high tech, sophisticated, next level, big money shit, I don't know what is. Also in 1992 in Texas, 
they introduced a new lottery model, outsourcing its marketing and sales functions to a private company. I will give you one guess to guess what company that is that they outsource literally everything to. All sales functions and marketing. Yep. GTEC. Mm-hmm. And it'd be almost a couple, you know, like two decades before other lotteries followed a similar path, which they did. Yes, which they did. Fast forward 1996, the big game. It's called The Big Game. is introduced in several large states in order to offer a mega jackpot on the order of like Powerball, the tens and hundreds of millions and eventually over a billion dollars, which morphed into what's now today called Mega Millions. Have you played? Have you played? Yeah. Also, 96 Cent Scientific Games, which is another company developed technology that offers an additional level of game security by concealing those previously mentioned barcodes under the scratch-off coding, all right, without messing up, unless you scratch too hard, of course, right? Fast forward, 2006, the MSLA was launched, and I think I mentioned that earlier. What's the MSLA? The Multi-State Lottery Association, also SPILO, which is another division of who? GTEC. Yes. And they did a first state video lottery. 2010, in 2010, for the first time, American lotteries could sell both Powerball and Mega Million tickets, which was an, a, a landmark achievement in the industry because you've got two Mega Jackpot games. Okay. Two. In 2012, Illinois becomes the first American lottery to offer regular ticket sales via the internet with a system developed by, ding, 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 you guessed it, GTEC. Huh? Talking heavy lifting here, y'all. Big, big money. Billions and billions of dollars. And I, I just have to tell you, something I mentioned a little earlier, you can go down that rabbit hole. You know what I'm saying? The GTEC rabbit hole and the other companies, which there are many that 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 are involved with the, the marketing sales operation, um, the, 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 the materials, uh, all of this. Very interesting reads. You you may want to to entertain yourself one day or over several days. Um, very entertaining. Moving on, 2014, the Illinois lottery using GTEC technology, using whose technology? GTEC technology launches America's first lottery app that allows players to purchase tickets using their mobile phones. Yeah. Um, this one I mentioned in 2016, the world record $1.6 billion was the, uh, the pinnacle. Of the largest jackpot. Could you just imagine for a second? You all play the lottery. You know, you ain't thinking nothing. Your ticket's sitting somewhere. Like, if you knew when you bought that ticket, it was going to be worth, that shit would be in a lockbox, in a safe, buried in a moat with alligators, right? You're going to make sure that that ticket, because you know it's worth. But most people that get the ticket out, they toss it in the trash. I'm not, not the trash. On the dashboard, the glove box, 
they can't halfway find it. It's buried under like the mail for that day or some shit, you know. But sometimes those tickets are worth hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars, tens of thousands, millions. You know what I'm saying? Three people hit California, Florida, and Tennessee. And uh, doing this research, I didn't dig deeper to see if it was a group of people or individuals. Actually, I had heard much after that. I'm pretty sure they're part of that 85% of people who just quietly just, um, can I have my money, please? Don't tell Don't tell nobody. Look to the left, look to the right. Don't tell nobody. That we, that we rich. <laughs> I know that's what I would do. Yes. Keep it quiet. So if you see me smiling at the lights in a phantom, and I don't even know, I don't even know that I would own a phantom. Do I need a Rolls Royce or a Bentley? Maybe a Bentley. Bentley's kind of stylish. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, in 2018, the United States Supreme Court issued a ruling striking down the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act that bears repeating. Not too long ago, a few years ago, the United States Supreme Court, Supreme Court, this ain't no local or regional shit. This is the United States Supreme Court. They struck down the Professional and Amateur Sports Protection Act, known as PASPA. What did that do? That opened the door for states to allow sports wagering. It's probably something you already know if you're into gambling. Sports wagering by itself, different from lottery, different from casinos, whole nother world. Been movies about it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if it hasn't come to your state, maybe you got a governor or voters have opposed it. It's going to come because we're talking about money once again. So where you can legally bet on sports without going to the guy in the trench coat and the hat and the sunglasses, you know, AKA called the bookie, you know, where you might or might not get paid. And if you owe them money, they may come see you with a baseball bat and break a couple of your limbs. Yeah. 2019, for the first time in more than five years, there's a new U.S. lottery. Following the November 25th launch of the Mississippi Lottery Corporation, there are now only five states without a lottery. You want to know what they are? Alabama, Alaska, Hawaii, Nevada, and Utah. Only five states without a state lottery. Now, Nevada, I can understand, right? They get their fair share of gamblers' donations. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We know what's in Nevada. What's in Nevada? Las Vegas. The little oasis in the desert where you can lose your house or win a fortune and a variety of other things. I've uh, had the pleasure of visiting Las Vegas. Uh, On one occasion, I was there when it was family friendly with my young daughter. Um, Stayed at a rather large, uh, one of the big, well-known hotels. They had a, a roller coaster and like a little theme park. All these rides, and I got to tell you, I had one of the best chocolate caramel apples. It wasn't a chocolate apple, it wasn't a caramel apple. It was both, and it was gigantic. And my daughter and I, 
It was delicious. I still remember. That's how, that's how good it was. So I had other stories, but those really weren't statistics, more recent lottery stories. Like I said, if you, if, if you want to really dig into this, check out some of these watchdog websites. They've got some very, very interesting, um, articles, you know, on, on stories. For instance, I give you one and, um, this, I read about it. I don't have it bookmarked right here. I didn't keep it up on my computer, but, um, where guy thought he had a losing ticket, told the clerk in the convenience store to throw it away. Turned out it was not a losing ticket. The clerk did not tell the man and they went on to buy a Ford Expedition and other things with the money. And that wasn't the only time they had done that. Yeah. So. The lottery is one thing here and not just in the United States. It's not just in the United States. It is other places, uh, other countries uh, as well have lotteries. And like I said, you got apps. Now you've got many ways that you can engage with the lottery. I suggest take a dollar. If you can afford a dollar. And shoot your shot. You know what I'm saying? Shoot your shot. Why not? The last thing I wanted to, to, to say, and I, I wanted to end on this is where I really got down, or, you know, dug in. I started going into websites here in, in Texas because on the Texas Lottery site, they say that they have, since 1992, generated more than $32 billion in revenue, 27 of which has gone to education. So I thought to myself, $27 billion over the course of 29 years or so, roughly, just, just average it out, let's just say for, for, for neatness sake, a billion dollars a year. Now, in the state the size of Texas, guess that's really not that much, right? Hmm. Well, I found myself digging in to like Texas state budgets, the TEA, which is the Texas Education Agency, the PEIMS, which is the Public Education Information Management System. I found myself doing an audit. And I had to stop myself. I had to stop myself because I was like, where is this money going? And I could not get an answer. All I can get was, it's going to education. Right? So, for instance... The entire 2018-2019 Texas School District finances, the total was $54.5 billion, roughly $9,927 per student, okay? And $54 billion of operating Expenditures, 
64 billion expenditures. Just the way they had this broken down was confusing. You ever read the fine print on some shit? That's what this was. It is designed, and it being the financial budgetary information of state funds is designed to be elusive, designed to be confusing. It's designed to be a daunting effort, a nearly impossible effort, to get a true understanding of where the tax dollars go, where these education's budgets are spent. And in this instance, for this episode, where these lottery funds are going. Keep in mind, the portion of the pie, which is that $32 billion over 29 years, they have a, a pie chart on the Texas Lottery website that's under 25% of that pie. So if $32 billion is 20, let's just say 25%, okay, you've got another hundred plus billion dollars out there. Which, of course, they claim they give him back two-thirds of that total pie back to the winners. And I'm putting my fingers up, quote-unquote winners. And they count those winners like if you buy a $2 scratch-off ticket and you win $2, you're a winner. They, You're a winner. Break-even prizes are winners. If you buy a $5 Scratch off ticket and win $2. Guess what? You're a winner. <laughs> You're a winner. So, um, I came away looking at all of this with an eyebrow raised, like, like the rock, the wrestler, the rock, the actor, the rock, you know, I raises his eyebrow. Hmm. And I say that because According to their website, the primary source of state funding for Texas school districts is the Foundation School Program, known as the FSP. This program ensures that all school districts, regardless of property wealth, receive substantially equal access to similar revenue per student at similar tax effort. TEA, which is the Texas Education Agency, and PEIMS, which is Public Information Management System. That is really what stopped me from digging any deeper. Because as a black man living in America, having still the ability to roam freely, and having had lived in poverty-stricken areas of New York City, having done business in and visited poverty-stricken areas of Texas. Also, one that 
ingest both sides of the media, liberal, liberal and conservative spins, and hear news stories of the disproportionate educational advantages and disadvantages comparatively with rich areas and poverty-stricken areas. I know that's bullshit, that sentence. That reads, regardless of property wealth, receive substantially equal access to similar revenue per student. And should the rich areas receive equal amounts? But that dives into something way, way deeper. Right? So I had to stop myself and said, focus, focus, brother, focus on the episode subject at hand. Which brings me back to closing. The planned episode title, and which most likely will be the title, is States Hustle. Lotteries. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And that last point, diving into specifically, and I'm pretty sure it's the same around the country with different states, but specifically the Texas lottery and what they do with that money what the education portion, where it goes, how vague it was, how hard it is to find specific information. And what do you do with a billion dollars a year for a state this large? Which I think they can probably generate much more, but who knows? But if you're trying to do what's right, if you're trying to do what's fair, wouldn't it seem that more of that billion dollars that's generated from lottery sales in the state of Texas should not be used to fortify the places, or excuse me, the schools that need it most, that don't have the laptops, the computers, the infrastructure, the after-school program. I mean, and the list goes on and on, right, on how this money could be spent. So, like I said, I had to stop there. But to me, of... The good, the bad, and the ugly, that's the ugly. And it's right in our face. It's blatantly ugly to me. The bad, well, the bad to me is like some of the stories that I mentioned. You know, um, that one in particular, you know, where, you know, the person behind the convenience store counter didn't tell their their customer that they had won. You know, there's countless stories of of ugly things like that. Of course, also part of the bad are people that have gambling problems and, and can't or shouldn't be spending that money on, on lotteries. But I also always like to end on a good note. And what's the good? The good is that the possibility exists for one and all for us to possibly get rich quick. For all of us, even though the odds are stacked against us, Every day in America, somebody hits big in the lottery. It's a fact. Every day. Some people thousands of dollars. Some people tens of thousands of dollars. 
some people hundreds of thousands of dollars. And sometimes that one ticket can be worth millions. And on occasion, even billions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for today. That's all I have on the lotteries. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you'll take that dollar, you'll hit, send me a shoebox of cash, and enrich your life, and live happily ever after. And as always, you know, like I told you, I, I really hope that you're doing good out there. I hope you're protecting yourself from the pandemic. As I mentioned earlier, drink your water. Hydration is the nectar of life, right? Yes. Drink more water. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. I'm Mike, and this has been the Mike's Opinion Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Mike's Opinion. Logic. Unleashed.